0: Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up on this Friday edition of Passion, we're going to talk about Measure a Penis Day, the secret re-virginization industry, and paper clipping, the latest annoying dating trend but first time to check out our inbox your texts are always welcome connect with passion at 514-800 remember you can always send your uh, letters to me your your questions to me by email to laurie at dr com, or you can go straight to dr com and fill out the contact form there i got a follow-up email from the woman who texted in yesterday and she writes yesterday i emailed you with tears because i found out my boyfriend was cheating on me and then before i could even call him he breaks off with me by text and blocks my number after hearing your comments and hearing that poem from the passion poet i had tears with a smile i woke up this morning took a shower took a good look in the mirror butt naked and you know what I am a pretty decent looking woman, even with the extra pounds. He is a piece of crap, a coward, a cheat. I can do a whole lot better. Thank you so much. And the poet as well. So your comments to this, um, this person who wrote in, who had literally been dumped like hours before, uh, the show aired, uh, and had written to me right that, that evening, um, your comments really helped and I think, and the, the poet, our passion poet certainly helped and that was the goal, right? Put a smile on her face, give her uh, hope and I love it. It's like a community here, which, which warms my heart, frankly. Okay. Uh, here's another question. Are there any negative consequences if, when my girlfriend swallows my sperm? So what are the health risks to this? The only thing is uh, oral sex or fellatio uh, does uh, carry some uh, transmission risk for a a sexually transmitted uh, infection like uh, HIV or herpes, especially if you've got, uh, if the person has bleeding gums or open sores or gingivitis or, or something going on like that. But swallowing semen carries no additional risk other than than the transmission, right? I mean, I know that's that's a big one, but um, if you are with a partner and you're in a monogamous relationship and you've both been tested and all of that, there's no uh, there's no problem. Uh, ingesting it, it's not won't cause uh, there's no danger to it unless it's infected semen, of course. Remember that viruses can stay active for a long period of time uh, once even outside the body. So you got to remember that. Um, Research has also suggested that performing unprotected oral sex on a person infected with HPV could increase the risk of oral or throat cancer as well. And remember, this is a a skin-to-skin STI, so uh, there's that risk too. So those are the risks. Mm, When I'm having sex... My boyfriend's fingers have to be massaging my nipples for me to come. And will that cause cancer? Okay, I'm not sure about the, I'm not sure why. I think you're, you're are you thinking that this might cause breast cancer? Stimulation of the nipples, breast play, any of that is, do, does not in any way cause cancer. Other things cause cancer Massaging of the nipples do not cause cancer. Many women uh, can feel a, a, an enormous amount of arousal. There are some women who can orgasm just by nipple stimulation. Some women don't like it. It's not for, it's not every woman. So if you are the partner of uh, someone who has breasts, then, and men like it too, by the way, some men like it too, uh, then uh, you need to ask, is this what you like? How do you like your nipples uh, touched, massaged, whatever hands mouth whatever it is Uh, every time my girlfriend and I get it on I freak out about losing my erection and when I do lose it I can't ever get it back how do I stop thinking about it so this is by far the most common problem that I see in uh, younger men and that is uh, performance anxiety so freaking out about losing one's erection it means you're scared you're there's a fear of uh, not having that erection of not pleasing your partner etc etc the moment you have these thoughts in your head unfortunately the impact on your penis is almost immediate your body goes into a fight-or-flight response you lose the erection and it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy so Uh, Part of it is having open discussions with your partner about your anxiety, making sure that she understands that this is not related to her. That if you lose your erection, it's because you're nervous, because you're overthinking it, uh, because you've got all this stuff going on in your head, uh, because you are afraid etc. etc. So that's uh important to have that discussion. I know it's not an easy discussion to have, but she needs to know that it's not about her. This has nothing to do with her. This is not because you're not attracted to her. Because many women without the knowledge of what performance anxiety is will blame themselves and will think It must be me. So that's the first step is to reassure your partner that it's not her, that it's your fear that is getting in the way. The way to stop this is, it's not so easy, but it's certainly doable is to take the pressure off the performance part of this. If you and your girlfriend can talk about this and then uh, kind of say, okay, let's take pressure off intercourse, let's just be intimate together if I have an erection, I have it. If I don't, let's move on. Maybe the next time, like sounds easier said than done. I understand. Uh, but it's the only way around this is to be able to, uh, rather than focus on what's going on in your head with all these crazy thoughts that you're having, uh, is to be more in your body. So we've talked about mindfulness many times on this program, but mindful sex means focusing on your sensations focusing on the moment focus on your partner the smells the sounds the touch the feelings rather than everything that's going on in your brain because that is definitely interfering with your ability to maintain an erection and I see this all the time so I want you to know you are not alone in this I also want you to know that it's 100% fixable curable you just need to feel safe comfortable um, and not have all of this pressure and when you get that established with your partner then that generally goes away Uh, coming up we'll talk about measure a penis day love this initiative by one condoms the company one A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. How many men complain about a condom just not fitting right? Well, one condom, the company One, has the solution. It's time to measure for pleasure. So they started this new initiative uh, called um, Measure your penis day, measure a penis day to get people talking about penis size and condom fit. And I'm going to ask you guys, the men out there who are using condoms, do you, uh, have you ever complained about a poorly fitting condom? So my uh, one condoms, this company, one actually is probably the only, I think it's the only company in the world that basically has 60 condom sizes, 60 incredible uh so this is an initiative it's happening february 1st measure a penis day and they want you to talk openly about penis size and condom fit so you can celebrate it too uh, by measuring your own penis or a consenting penis in your life and then you can make a potentially awkward conversation intimate and fun while discovering which size from my one, 60 condom sizes is the perfect fit. Now you know, besides being uncomfortable, unfortunately, uh, poor condom fit uh, issues also can cause slippage, maybe loss of sensation, uh, difficulty getting an orgasm, etc. So it's important that the condom uh, fits uh, fits well and they literally have, 60 different condoms with in combinations of 10 lengths and 9 girths. So here you can get one that actually fits you, like a shoe size or a bra size or something very specific. You know, sometimes you can go out, buy a bra, and they're in small, medium, or large. Well, that doesn't help a lot of women. And they have to be much more specific in terms of, cup size and around the back size etc etc so that's very much like it if you are interested uh, my one so you can go to myonecondoms.com they offer tools and tips to measure for pleasure and find measurements that will help condom users and their partners find the perfect Fit. They also have a questionnaire there that you uh, can fill out that will analyze your previous condom experiences and then be able to recommend a um, a size for you. So myonecondoms.com. I also want to give a shout out to this company because for years they have been supporting uh, sexual health education in Canada. Uh, they, um, they have provided... Uh, lots like thousands and thousands of condoms for free for CJEp students and for us uh, and high school students when uh, educators go to the schools and and what have you to be able to uh, give them out for free to the nurses um, in the sexual health clinics in schools so they've been really really helpful uh, at at promoting uh, sexual wellness so I I do want to give them a big uh, a really big shout out at least they've been supporting me in my efforts to do this with my organization when I do go out to um, to the schools and such and they've been launched since uh, uh, 2004. So the big the, the umbrella is onecondoms.com but for this specific thing to measure your penis and to, to take part in this uh, in this holiday of sorts, go to my dot com and you'll get a little kit Uh, if you don't have your own measuring tape they'll provide one for you on uh, another on a serious note here something that's quite disturbing not that condom size isn't serious but uh, something that i found a bit you know rather disturbing is there is a re-virginization industry it is Thriving in the UK, and it's kind of underground, kind of secret. Okay, uh, this is a, an article that I read says that some doctors in the UK are earning thousands of dollars performing secret virginity repair surgery on women who are under pressure to prove they are pure on their wedding night. It's not the first time I've heard about this. I had a discussion with a colleague of mine, he's a gynecologist in Paris. And he told me that he performs around 250 of those a year. So, um, that was a conversation I had like 10 years ago and this was happening, but apparently this is happening more and more and more. And, uh, what they're saying is that this secret industry is thriving at the expense of women who are afraid of rejection because of their family's traditions they also have these kits that artificial hymen kits that they sell online actually <laughs> Some, something on the side it's not surgery but something else and and also these capsules that women can put into their vaginas like with fake blood um, that they sell to these women so that they put them in the night their their wedding night so that it will look like they bled and and all of that Uh, So that's a bit of a problem. Anyway, hundreds of women are traveling from abroad to London where they undergo the invasive hymenoplasty procedure costing thousands at a time. The procedure is most commonly known as the hymen repair, which creates the illusion of an unbroken hymen, which is traditionally considered the mark of virginity. Unfortunately, it's old and outdated because we now know (laughs) that sporting activities like riding a bicycle or horseback riding can cause the hymen to break as well or at least to, to stretch enough uh, the surgery takes less than an hour it's performed under a local anesthetic it involves constructing a layer of skin at the entrance of the vagina that will tear when the women have intercourse and will bleed slightly which as the belief is when a hymen is broken for the first time a woman will bleed of course not all women do uh, the women seeking the surgery are generally young Muslims from Middle Eastern and Asian families who are under extreme pressure to be untouched when they marry, uh, extramarital, uh, sex is forbidden, uh, by their religion. Uh, a British newspaper revealed at least 22 private clinics are offering hymenoplasty mostly in London. That's, uh, that's quite a lot some of these clinics charge up to three thousand dollars for the surgery and they lure the vulnerable women by advertising a promise that the surgery will restore your innocence i'm quoting here and claiming it is 100 percent safe if you do a google search on this subject there's uh so many clinics there um, but one of them appears and says, become a virgin again, hymen repair surgery to get your virginity back. Another site, uh, report says having the small operation because the hymen is considered a token of virginity and for cultural and religious reasons can be an important factor in a new marriage. In many cases, marriages are even annulled if the hymen is torn. Uh, virginity repair surgery is legal in the UK. Uh, the procedures are car- carried out in private clinics and they are not required to collate statistics, which makes it impossible to know the true figure. But just in the UK, there were more than 9,000 searches made on Google for hymenoplasty. And of course, you know, clinics are capitalizing on, on this, uh, this fear that, uh, that women have. There are a lot of people making a lot of money out of uh, very vulnerable women, but it also, it also brings up a, a, an ethical dilemma. It is very difficult, one doctor says, to think that it's justified to operate on somebody as part of religious practice. There is no benefit, no benefit, other than demonstrating that you're a virgin on your wedding night. Apparently, this procedure has grown fourfold since 2014 as one texter writes and because of that sadly I've heard rumors that many of them will have anal sex so they don't bring don't break the hymen and you would be 100% right about that that is exactly um, what happens uh, for people who want to maintain their virginity of course that brings up the whole question of what the hell is virginity anyway right so you have anal sex, you're still a virgin, but according to that or th- those religious, uh, and the customs and the expectations that you must bleed on your wedding night to prove your virginity, well, then, uh, women will opt for anal sex, which is very sad that this, that some people are making money off of this, um, But then you think, okay, what other options do these uh, women have besides, of course, not having uh, sex? But this is common. This is getting more and more common. I'm hearing about it. That's in the UK. Heard about it in, in France. I'm sure it goes on here as well. But it's just one of those things that nobody talks about. Really, really taboo. Uh, Coming up, we'll talk about paper clipping, the latest in all of these annoying uh, dating trends. Yet another uh, term to add to our uh, urban dictionary of dating. It's pretty nauseating, really, with all these trends that keep popping up. Every week, there's a new word we have to talk about, paper clipping. The pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion CJD 800. Have you seen the Netflix show Sex Education? Uh, it's uh, season two has come out. I'm hooked. Like, this is it's laugh out loud, it's cry, it's every emotion, it's all about um, teenage adolescent sexuality but the mom in there is a sex therapist this it's just it's great it's a British uh, a British show if you haven't seen it I think you will love it so and if you have seen it let me know what you think about it as well so it's something that I love and I'm kind of binging it the second season now as much as I can Uh, so paper clipping the latest annoying dating trend Yep, paper clipping. What does that mean? This is when a person pops into your life months, sometimes years after you've ended things for no apparent reason, except reminding you that they exist and possibly that they are reminding you that they are still uh, single. So we've heard about so many terms, right? I'm thinking ghosting, Soft ghosting, breadcrumbing, orbiting, cat, uh, kitten fishers, dog fish, like all these terms. It's like enough to make your head spin with all of these things. However, it's always been a thing. It's just now everything has a title, right? All of these behaviors that probably have been going on since the beginning of dating which is forever, or I guess modern dating, uh, has always been there. Now we just have these, um, these words for, for it, you know, uh, one person says paper clipping happens when things aren't going well for someone with new swipes and dates. So they return to what is familiar and reliable. There's safety in paper clipping, cl- paper clipping, but really it's, is it cool? It's, it's not cool. It's, a, it's a, probably a habit you, you should break. Uh, and you might want to ask yourself, if you keep doing this to someone, why the hell are you doing this? Why are you popping back in and out of somebody's life? How much ambivalence are you actually uh, showing there, right? Anyway, so what do you think about this? A, uh, and I, I want to bring this up as a, a, as a discussion here. This guy, this helpless romantic, drove eight hours to prove his love. He, he published this on, uh, on social media, uh, a TikTok video, saying that he drove from New Jersey to Montreal, which is about an eight-hour drive for him in the snow and all that, to pick up Montreal bagels for his ex in the hopes of them getting back together. That's pretty much of a crazy thing to do for love considering they're not even together. What's the craziest thing you have done for love? Tell me. So what he did is on social media, he posted a little video of him and then behind him was like the the text messages that he had with this ex-girlfriend saying, hey, how about we get back together for New Year's? And she's like, I don't think so. And he says, oh, but I'll do anything to get you back. And she writes back, oh, go get me some Montreal bagels. And he does. He goes to get her Montreal bagels. He's filming his, his trip and he gets the bagels. And then the last thing you see is she sends him a Snapchat with a picture uh, you don't see her face. You just see her legs with a, a bag of bagels next to her, but you see the legs of a, of a guy next to her. And she says, and by the way, my new boyfriend likes Montreal bagels too. Burn. This, this is what he does after, uh, an eight hour drive to get her Montreal bagels. Great advertising for Montreal bagels. I got to tell you what, what's the craziest thing you would do? Uh, for love, unrequited love, clearly in this situation. Read an interesting article about uh, fantasizing about someone else in a relationship, how healthy or unhealthy it is to fantasize when you're with somebody else, when you're with your partner, to be thinking about someone else. It's a question that has come up here on the program, I have to say, but there are studies that show that 98% of men and 80% of women have fantasized about other people while being intimate with with their significant other, at least once, all right? The bottom line is, is that it's normal. Normal to occasionally end up fantasizing about some other person. However... Problem is, if it happens on a regular basis, you might want to ask yourself, what am I avoiding about intimacy with my partner? Is this an avoidance tactic? Like it could be a sign that something is not quite right. But in its normal state, like occasionally, it, fantasy is just a pleasant daydream with erotic uh, potential. And as long as it doesn't happen on a, on the daily, then it's uh, perfectly uh, normal. It's not a bad thing. And it certainly does not mean that you are unhappy with your partner. The only ick, as they say in French, is if it's happening on a very regular basis. <laughs> basis then it's something else. <clears throat> All right, I want to talk about... Uh, Interesting article, interesting study, which I like to share with you. The surprising ways feminism helps to improve your sex life, believe it or not. Feminism is associated, according to many studies, with a whole bunch of positive outcomes. For example, feminists are more educated than their non-feminist counterparts. And identifying as both women and feminists enhances women's leadership aspirations, but it also has an impact on the sex life. Feminists have a more uh, positive body image than their peers who do not endorse feminist beliefs. Um, feminism may act as a buffer against negative body image as well. Uh, so there's that. Erotophilia That's a personality trait that predisposes individuals to have positive feelings towards sex and more positive reactions to sexual situations. Researchers have found that feminists, whether uh, heterosexual or bisexual, score higher in erotophilia than their non-feminist counterparts. So, um, and sexual satisfaction. Having a partner who endorses feminist beliefs may lead to increased sexual satisfaction. And this is according to uh, the research. A new trend, another trend, John Paul was talking about the banana masturbation trend. Well, there's another one, uh, putting soy sauce on your testicles. We'll talk about that. With Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. A couple of minutes left to share some uh, stories with you. Somebody just posted on Facebook Does anyone else listen to Dr. Lori's show? I'm not clear about why that question was posed. No explanation, just that. All right then. Uh, 514-800 if you'd like to uh, text in. So here's this uh, new, new trend, another crazy trend. Uh, rumors have spread that people can taste food with their testicles. So guys on TikTok are doing this soya sauce challenge or something by putting soya sauce on their testicles to see if they can taste it. They're not putting their testicles in their mouth, by the way, just want to clear that up. It all started with this girl who who pulled up an article about a 2013 study that said testicles have taste buds that can detect flavors. So then this TikTok user, for those who don't know, TikTok is like this new platform for short videos. It's another social media platform. Uh, User Alex James decided to put soy sauce on his testicles to see if he'd be able to taste it. He insisted that he could taste the salt. Another guy claimed he tasted something too. And then, of course, they documented all this on a BuzzFeed uh, video. But a doctor uh, weighed in and said, "Uh -uh. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh-uh, this is a load of crap. He says, research shows... Yes, that there are taste bud receptors all over the body and it's speculated to be for fertility. Just because you have taste buds in that area doesn't mean you can physically taste those flavors. Your body might receive it, but you won't have a perceptive taste of sweet, sour, or whatever flavor. So no, you cannot taste food with your balls he writes. Still, he found the videos were quite funny and appreciated people's medical curiosity about that. In uh, more serious research, of course, uh, there was a study that linked menopause or having having sex less frequently could lead to an earlier menopause. You cannot avoid menopause, by the way, for, for, for ladies out there but maybe you could avoid early menopause according to a new study. Researchers found that women who reported having sexual activity weekly were 28% less likely to have experienced menopause than those who had sex less than once a month. Those who had sex monthly were 19% less likely to have attained menopause which is defined as 12 months without a period, than those who had sex less than once a month. And of course, this is a, a peer-reviewed uh, research and in, in in a in a peer-reviewed journal. So they um, they did uh, control for very many uh, very many factors. So they were able to come up with that uh, conclusion. They have a, a theory, uh, think like an evolutionary theory about this saying that if you're not going to reproduce there's no point in ovulating so you're better off using that energy uh elsewhere so if you're not having sex frequently in mid not a midlife an earlier menopause may make more biological sense but it's just a theory just a theory. Have you heard of Seeking Arrangements? That's the world's largest sugar daddy dating site. Well, uh, this they just released their annual report. And what they say in their report is Canadians owe more than $28 billion in student loan debt. With more than 1 million university students throughout Canada, students are finding alternative methods to help pay their debts, and many of them have turned to sugar daddies and sugar mommies to fund their education. Uh, So they released their annual report on the fastest-growing sugar baby schools. In Montreal, McGill University ranks 11th nationwide with 396 sugar babies the university of toronto has 1158 sugar babies western university 777 and uh, at the bottom of that list fifth in fifth place uh, wilfrid laurier university has 459 the average monthly allowance a sugar daddy provides is more than two thousand dollars So kind of easy to understand maybe why so many students are taking this unconventional route to get money to pay for their education. What can I tell you? It is a thing. People have a lot of feelings about that, but nonetheless, it's clearly something that's not so um, uncommon. And then uh, this interesting last little bit that I want to talk with you about, although I talked about this in daytime, I don't remember whose show it was on, but we we did mention this or maybe it was in Toronto, Uh, but the headline was this, why a gastric band could cost you your marriage. It's a fast way to ditch the pounds, but almost one in five who've tried it ends up ditching their partners too. This was a study done in 2018 that found that of nearly a thousand obese patients in relationships who had undergone bariatric surgery, 9% had divorced or separated within four years of their surgery compared with 6% in a control group. So those who did not have, um, this, uh, this surgery after 10 years, it was about 17% in the surgery group and 12% in the, uh, control group. Many people who have undergone this treatment describe it as a strong, almost life-changing event and many things apart from just the pounds are affected. How they socialize with people, how they become more socially active. A lot of people will have failed numerous times with diets before and see surgery as a last chance to get a new life. They have high expectations, but don't realize it might actually ruin their relationship according to uh, the researcher at the university of gutenberg when someone goes through such a significant transformation it can transform their view of the world and of themselves interests and social events they may have previously not had the confidence or self-esteem to engage with are now possible While they are busy trying new things and having new experiences, it can be difficult for family and friends around them to keep up or accept this new person and outlook. For some, the life and lifestyle that they had pre-surgery just doesn't fit with their new identity. They may also feel more attractive and open to having new romantic or sexual relationships maybe partners that might previously have felt they couldn't attract might now be accessible and prompt them to question existing relationships so that's the the sad part about that but would that stop you if you needed if you were morbidly obese and needed for your health to have this surgery um, would the risk that your relationship would fall apart stop you Thing is, when this happens, yes, you might reevaluate your relationship. You might reevaluate lots of things in your life. And it might be a really good idea to actually go for counseling at the same time to be able to handle all of these changes and maybe help the communication in the relationship, May help you determine maybe what's missing in your relationship or illuminate some of these things uh, and maybe it won't end up in, in divorce court. One last thing again, here, I have one last little thing. Our, there's a real life Rapunzel, by the way, she's been offered thousands of dollars by hair fetishes. So there are hair fetishes to s- shave her head. Her f- hair measures five foot, five inches long. She's uh, she's about an inch taller than that. See, her literally her hair goes down to her ankles. She calls herself April Rapunzel, so look it up, April Rapunzel. She's got tons of followers on Instagram, and now pe- uh, fetishists, hair fetishists, want her uh, hair. She was a bit creeped out at first, but uh, <laughs> she didn't even know this existed. I don't. How many of us know that there are hair fetishists? Out there, well, what are you gonna do? Thank you, thank you for spending your Friday evening with me, always appreciated. Uh, thank you to our technical producer tonight, Chris Aiken, our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi. If you want to connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito, you can go to my website, drlori.com, where All of my podcasts are there, like all the past shows. If you go to Passion Radio, click on that tab. It will take you to a listing of uh, all the past shows so you can download at uh, at your leisure. Coming up next here on CJED, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend, and remember to live your life with passion.